But on the ice right now is the leader. That record total in the short program. The champ back in 2018, a silver in 2019, bronze last year, and she wants the title back. All she's talked about and pretty much thought about is regaining the title. Brady owned that. The fairy tale just keeps going on and on. The highest short program score ever at Nationals. Brady Tonell breaks her own record from last year in the short program. Welcome to season two of Flame Bears, the woman athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, we speak with U.S. Olympic bronze medalist and two-time national champion figure skater, Brady Tunnell. At just 23, she's already made a career out of breaking records. And unfortunately, her feet. As of December 31st, 2021, so just after this interview was recorded, Brady made the tough decision to withdraw from figure skating nationals due to a chronic foot injury. Though Brady's path to the Beijing Olympics ends here, her journey is well worth celebrating as an incredible example of her prioritizing herself and her love of the sport over pushing and risking lifelong injury. We'll talk about all of this and how she overcomes hardship. Here's to you, Brady. You're a real champion. Thank you for trusting us to tell your story during this challenging time. I am Brady Tunnell. I am a figure skater and I am a two-time national champion, Olympian and Olympic bronze medalist in the team event. Brady comes to us from Winfield, Illinois, which is in the U.S., and was clearly born to skate. She started on the ice at just two and a half years old and even won her very first competition at age 10. So Brady, what drew you to the ice in the first place? I love when people ask me this question because I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I started skating when I was two and a half years old. And my mom is a night nurse and she she had to look up in the yellow pages, the closest ring to us. And I don't remember this. I don't remember my first time on the ice, but she says that the first time I was on the ice, she, she got tired of holding me up. So she just put me on the ice thinking like that would be the end of it because it was cold and hard. And no, I just started playing with all the shavings and laughing and like- No Just way. making myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I realized that like probably around six years old that I wanted to go to the Olympics someday. and. I just always did it because I loved it so much. I'm doing this because I love to do it. And I wake up every day wanting to do it. Turns out that those early days of getting Brady on the ice was the very thing that lit the fire under her. She says she owes her success to her best support system, her family. They are my biggest fans and my best support system. I love them very much. This rink is as much home for Brady's brothers as it is for her. They would sit in the bleachers um, and they'd do their homework. They'd have a little dance party. My mom has honestly been so instrumental in my sport and just me growing up as a person. Honestly, I couldn't have asked for for somebody better to, to help me through the craziness that is being an elite athlete. I'm a very proud big sis. My middle brother is 
the firefighter now. He also has an EMT certification and is working towards becoming a medic. And my youngest brother is in college and he plays hockey for his college and he's going to be a sports agent. (laughs) My family's been so athletic through my whole life. Athletic is a hilarious understatement. Her brothers excelled in gymnastics, baseball, and hockey, while, of course, Brady in figure skating. But as the oldest of the Tennells, Brady recognized the financial sacrifices her family made to give her the opportunities to succeed. Obviously, figure skating is a very expensive sport, so my mom has made so many sacrifices for me and also my brothers. My brothers have sacrificed a lot for me, which which really, I think, means more to me than they'll ever know. My mom always said that as long as I worked hard and enjoyed it, that she would figure out a way to make it work. And <laughs> she really did. I mean, she she worked so many nights and and just all kinds of different things to, to keep me on the ice. And then later in my teen years, going and becoming a single mom, like, and just having the three of us and keeping us in our sports and keeping us going, it was just, I mean, <laughs> I've said a couple of times, like, she's my superhero. And I think people laugh, but it's true because without her dedication to her kids, really, like I, I wouldn't have made it in this sport. So I'm just like eternally grateful to her. (laughs) Brady is definitely not alone in the financial struggles it takes to follow one's dream. I came across an article on money.com by Caitlin Mohair and was shocked what the cost is to become an Olympic figure skater. After pulling retired skaters, coaches, and sports agents, she estimated the amount spent per year comes in around something like thirty-five dollars to $50,000. Here's Miss Mohair with more. So one of the things that's, that was really apparent to me as soon as I started working on that story was that training to be an Olympian is really like a family-wide financial goal. And it's a years long task, basically, that families kind of designed their whole lives around often. You know, so I talked with parents who worked multiple jobs for years, right? Families that didn't ever travel unless it was for some sort of sporting competition. Also, you know, one family of a a retired figure skater was really open about their, the financial decisions they made. And they talked about, you know, refinancing their mortgage a few times and then eventually taking out a second mortgage on their home to pay for that. And so I think that as somebody who has only watched the Olympics from, you know, my couch, it's easy to see these people on TV and think they're famous. They must be making some money off of this. And what I learned, you know, I talked with a sports agent who who works exclusively with Olympians, and he estimates that only about 5% of Olympians actually earn enough to support themselves um, through prize money or through sponsorships. It might increase in the lesser known sports, it probably drops down. Uh, And so if you think about that, that's, you know, the vast majority, 95% of Olympians who are either relying on family funds or fundraising or part-time work or most likely a combination of all of that in order to, to pay their way. Financial hardships weren't the only obstacle in Brady's way. Turns out, so were her own two feet. Growing up, Brady needed to wear orthotics in her shoes to correct a foot motion known as pronation, something that is definitely not ideal for an elite athlete who relies on her feet to land little things like triple lutzes on a world stage. Pronation is important to maintaining good lower body health. Pronation describes how your foot normally rolls inward as you walk or run. 
Pronation helps your feet absorb shock and adapt to uneven surfaces. If your foot rolls too far inward, you overpronate, and that can cause problems for your feet, legs, knees, hips, and back. Brady, you've mentioned you've had pronation issues before. Can you tell us about this? Yeah, so when I was younger, whenever I would like run, I can't remember which foot it was, but one of my feet would turn in and then my other foot would trip over it. And then I'd like basically fall on my face running. <laughs> but yeah, so I had to wear orthotics all through growing up and I wore them religiously because I love to wear, even when I was younger, I loved to wear like high heeled shoes. Mm-hmm. So my mom would always say that if I was older and wanted to wear high heel shoes, I needed to wear my orthotics now. So I literally wore them in everything. Down to my summer sandals, my mom put Velcro on the bottom so that I could wear them in my summer sandals without them falling out. I wore them in my skates as well. But then as I got older, I had special ones made for my skates because they couldn't like, you know, cross over as much. This hasn't slowed her down as Brady's record speaks for itself. But what about pain and injury when it becomes too much and directly threatens her career? To weigh in on Brady's difficult decision to withdraw from nationals, I spoke with her choreographer, Benoit Rochelle. We decided today to don't go at the competition. She's too much on pain. So we spoke a lot, of course, today. And today I sent a message to Brady when I left. I said, I know it's difficult, but we will find a way. You can trust me. And she said, I do, and I know we will. I think in some ways, these all years of struggling might have been good for my mind. Because at the beginning of this year, I was getting burned out, and I wanted to be done after this year. But now, I can't even think of stopping, and I realize I don't even know how good I could be if I continue to work like that. So... To, to write a message like that when you start to understand that you cannot compete at national and you're not going to represent Olympic, I feel that we won. She won, you know, because so many people will have said, you know what, done. You know, I, I, I have better things to do than doing these things. And she don't. And, you know, Brady is considered as a veteran in the sport, you know, in figure skating, which is totally crazy and absurd. Because, you know, it looks like people said she's old and she's just like 23. I mean, this is, you have to fight with, with a young baby who are 15 years old. But, you know, Brady bring, um, with her age and her experience, she bring maturity, she bring elegance in skating, and she, she bring a different uh, approach. It's a sad moment, of course, because I know she want, she's very American and very proud. And it's, you know, to be able to represent your country is, probably the great trust or no. But yeah, like I said, there is four more seasons to go for her. And she's been to Olympic, but what I want to say is many people don't realize, but they are like Olympian because their dream and the way they practice all year was focused on that. And, you know, sometimes this is a story of that because maybe she would have gone to Olympic game and quit because she was frustrated because she didn't skate good or anything. Maybe, who knows, maybe in four years she's going to have a better story to write. Brady made the announcement via Instagram over a week ago and said, quote, This morning I made the hardest decision of my life to withdraw from nationals due to my ongoing foot injury. 
I don't really know how to put into words what I'm feeling right now. I normally try to keep things light, but this hurts. I don't like to give up when things get hard, but time has not been my friend this year, and now it's run out. Brady went on to say that she'll be cheering her hardest for all of Team USA as they head to Beijing. For more on Brady's plans post-Olympics, I spoke with her agent and manager, Mackenzie Nortel. It's an incredibly difficult time. I mean, you know, athletes really, they get their heads down and work so hard with this with this immense kind of goal every four years in, in mind. So hugely, hugely disappointing for her, obviously, because she has worked very hard to kind of overcome this injury along the way. But then again, you know, as I said before, incredibly dedicated. So although she's disappointed, she's already working towards the next competition, the next level, and really just getting back to everything beyond beyond this obstacle. So yeah, I mean, she remains focused. I mean, there's a lot more than than the Olympics to to every sport, I suppose, and figure skating is no exception. There really is, you know, there's US nationals every year, and that is a, a kind of massive focus point for everyone. But also, I mean, in figure skating, they're really looking towards the World Championships, the, the Grand Prix series, the Grand Prix final eventually. So there are, there are a lot of other sort of goals that are, that are there to be focused on and opportunities to kind of come back. Brady, how do you pick yourself up during challenging times? It's difficult, honestly. My mom has been a huge part of that. You know, with her experience in the medical field, she's been invaluable to me with my injuries and the things that she's come up with to like stick in my skates for different things with my foot and she'll pull a miracle off but no I mean my back injuries were were really tough for me that was the first time I'd ever had to be off the ice for that long in my career it was really tough for me because it was during the summer and I was in a one inch thick back brace from like chest to waist And I was just in so much pain all the time. Like it hurt to move anything. So I just didn't want to do anything. And it happened two summers in a row. So it was like really like a tough couple of years for me. But as soon as I was able to make it past those and step on the ice again, I was like, yeah, this is the right decision. Like I'm not ready to be done yet. And, you know, (laughs) lo and behold, the following year, I made it to the Olympics and I was just like, yeah, this was definitely worth it. I think it helped me grow as a person, as an athlete. It helped me see how resilient I am. And I think it really just like helped me realize how much I love the sport. For the first time I was like, you know, I could, it was like right at the age where all my friends were going off to college. It was a new phase in life. And I was like, you know, I could just be done, but I'm not. I don't want to stop now and for the rest of my life be like, what if? So I I was just like, no, I have to go back. And obviously I'm very glad that I did. <laughs> and now this year with my foot has been, I would say the most challenging year of my life, honestly, just because it's been a different kind of injury and there was so much trouble in figuring out what was wrong. and it would calm down and then flare up and I'd be on and off and on and off the ice and trying to just figure it out. But I'm more passionate about the sport, I think now than I was before. Because again, like just really not being physically able to do what I love every day has really shown me that like, this is what I'm meant to do. And 
it's really given me a much bigger appreciation for the skill that I have and my ability to wake up in the morning and go and do what I love and have that be my job. Like I'm extremely lucky to be able to do that for a living. How many people can say that, you know? And then to even be able to share it with so many people. Like I love to teach little kids, you know, someday in the future after my career is over, I want to be a coach. So I just feel like skating has just, it's taught me so many things for life and it's given me so many opportunities and I'm so grateful for for everything that I've been through because it really has shaped me into the person I am today. Looking back on her explosive career so far, one moment sticks out. My free skate that year at Nationals, I was in first after the short, which was absolutely crazy to me. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. It's Olympic year, I'm in a really good spot. I just need to go out there and don't mess up, which every athlete knows, you never tell yourself don't mess up because, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I remember stepping on the ice and the the crowd was so loud and so intense that I, I literally could not hear the announcer saying my name. I was just like, well, the clock started, so I guess he said it, I better go. I was like, this is crazy. And I just remember, I have to just put it all on the line. Like, what do I have to lose? I never thought I'd be in this position this year. And I remember finishing that program and looking up at the ceiling and being like, I can't believe I just did that. It was like an out-of-body experience. I like started crying right away. I was like, oh my God. And all I wanted to do was hug my mom after the scores were announced. And I realized that I won and I was able to give her a hug right after oh, I won. Good. And like, I think that's probably my most cherished moment of my career was being able to hug her. I just remember hugging her and being like, we did it, mom. Like, we did it. <laughs> this type of pride doesn't just exist within her own family. Her surrounding team shares the sentiment as well. Here's her choreographer. First time I met her, nobody really knew who she was. And uh, I remember saying uh, after the first practice, I had the feeling that this kid is going to be a champion. And uh, for me, she's a little bit, she's like the dedication of what USA is. It means that no matter who you are, from where you come, if you work hard, work hard you can make something, you know? And that's something that I find very beautiful in this country because you have that much more than in other countries. And Brady, I think what she did in figure skating is exactly that. Nobody expected her. Everyone was thinking she's gonna do good one season and then she's gonna disappear. And she just proved to everyone that, you know, she's a champion. Because this show is all about celebrating different women champions, I wanted to know what being a woman athlete means to her. So this is something that I've honestly been thinking about a lot recently, especially like after Tokyo. I look up to Simone Biles a lot. Like she's a big role model for me. I mean, she's incredible. And just the strength that she has is it just, it's something that I really look up to because I'm like, you know, when I'm having a rough day, I'm like, you know, she'd probably like figure stuff out. She'd, she'd probably still be in the gym doing stuff. So I'm gonna get on the ice and do it, you know? And I think it's just amazing to me because I, for one, remember being a little kid and watching 
the women on TV competing at the Olympics and at the World Championships. And like little kids will come up to me and, you know, tell me that I'm their favorite skater. I mean, it gives me goosebumps. I'm like, really? You like me the best? But there's so many other people you could like better. So that's just so special to me. And I really treasure those moments. And I, I love being someone that, you know, little girls can look up to and be like, look, like, look at what she's doing. I mean, skating is hard. Obviously, all sports are hard, but like skating, you got to really work and like inspiring a little girl to step on the ice for the first time. And moms will come up and ask me, like, what advice would you give my daughter? And I'm like, don't be afraid to fall because every fall brings you closer to success. You know, there would be no success without the failures. So you have to embrace them all. While we were on the topic of femininity, I wondered what her experience was in the figure skating world in regard to attire, makeup, or even body image. It does have the like the reputation of being very feminine and women driven. You think of a figure skater and you think sparkles and like dresses and everything, you know, but boys are invaluable to the sport. I mean, you know, there's the pair skaters, the ice dancers and the the jumps and things that the men accomplish on the ice are absolutely incredible. I personally, I love watching the men skating because they're just so powerful. I'm like, man, if I could jump that high, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I think honestly, skating is for anybody and everybody at any age, any lifestyle, you know, it's just, it's really special. I love the feeling I have on the ice. You know, I feel like it's the closest you'll come to flying, but yeah, I think now what the women are starting to wear like pantsuits more. Like last season, I had a pantsuit and man, I love that thing. It adds a nice variety to the sport. I love a good pantsuit. But before we wrap things up, I wanted to know what advice Brady has for young girls listening. I would say just be true to yourself. I feel like everyone has a calling in life and, you know, no matter what it is or when you find it, don't be afraid to embrace it. Anything in life is going to be hard and there's going to be ups and downs, but I think if you truly love something, it's worth fighting for and worth pursuing. And I would say to not be afraid of that. I want them to feel confident in who they are and to believe in themselves and go into each day with a clear mind and to just live life to the fullest. Thanks for tuning into Flame Bears, the women athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. For more behind the scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Flame Bears. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a positive review. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you missed last week's episode with Russian para-biathlete Oksana Abdikaramova, go back and give it a listen. Stay tuned for next week's episode with reigning bobsled Olympic gold medalist, Mariama Jamanka. Thank you to the Harvard Kennedy School's Women in Public Policy Program and the Harvard Innovation Lab for your ongoing support. Thank you to my amazing gal group within Stanford's Galvanizer Incubator Program. Last but certainly not least, thank you to my mentors, Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support. We'll catch you on our next episode.